Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on the Central Iowa Sports Network Radio. Uh, we're back for another podcast. Blake Walker with you here this week, and we got a special guest. We have Jason Esslinger with the Iowa Girls uh, High School Athletic Union. Uh, Jason, thanks for meeting with us. Glad to be here, Blake. Um, we are not in our normal studio. We are here at the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union um, building, uh, which is awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you coming or letting us come down here. Um, so, Jason, we'll just kind of start off, you know, what what's your role here uh, with IGHSAU? Well, I'm an associate director with the Girls Athletic Union. I've been here since uh, 1997, so I've been here 25 years. Uh, I started here as a publications director with did a lot of uh, public relations, kind of sports information type work, and I still still am in charge of that. Um, but I since then, I've, I'm uh, in charge of swimming and diving program and the softball program. Um, and in addition to that, I do all of the rankings that are that the IGHSAU compiles and, and help out with the other sport administrators and do a lot of our technology things. So a little, I've got my, my uh, hands in a lot of cookie jars. So when I've, I've met you through the media stuff mm-hmm. because uh, you handle media credentials and whatnot correct, at the correct. state tournament. Um, What's that been like? I know uh, it's probably been it has its ups and downs, and when it comes to media credentials and whatnot, and just handling that side of it. Well, you know, it's not bad. I think we, when the boys' association and the girls' union decided to have that main pass, where everybody can get in on that pa- on that pass, that that's made life a lot easier. And it certainly has helped you guys a lot too. I think having that. But, uh, you know, we're very fortunate in Iowa. Uh, our our media coverage of high school athletics is really second to none in this state. So there aren't a lot of problems that come with that are associated with that. I think everyone kind of knows what they're supposed to do. And, and, and uh, really, I mean, our, our job is just to hopefully you guys will have, you know, you find your seats. Okay. You know what you, you guys kind of know what you have to do. And if you don't, you can ask us whoever we're there to help you out. So um, really the media part of it is, is one of my favorite things to work. I still enjoy working with, with the media and, and um, I met a lot of, had a met a lot of good friends through that and, and continue to meet a lot of good people with that as well. Let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Uh, where'd you grow up? Did you grow up here in the state? I did. I'm from Grundy Center, Iowa. Nice. So, not too yep. far. Yep. Uh, where'd you go to college? I was a University of Iowa grad from 1992. And then uh, through there, I was able to work uh, at the time when I was attending Iowa. The athletic programs were separate. So there was a boys and a girls uh, programs at Iowa. So I worked in the women's sports information office. Um, Worked there for a year. Uh, then I was able to get a job at Central Connecticut State and worked in their SID office. Uh, came back and worked for Drake and uh, their SID office and as, as an assistant for three years. Was very fortunate enough to work with uh, with the women's basketball team and was a part of uh, was their SID for two NCAA teams and was able to work with Coach Bluter and Coach Jensen and Coach Fitzgerald and and uh, have still very long lasting and. Uh, friendships with with those three as well so and that uh, I that took me to the girls athletic union Drake at that time had a very good relationship with the girls athletic union staff uh, as far as helping each other out uh, with different things and I was able to make some great connections uh, through my work at Drake and that's led me here it seems like the women's college coaches here in the state still have that great connection I'll be at the state basketball tournament and I'll see Jan Jensen or Lisa Bluter come in and sit in the coach's corner or whatever. You know, I, how important is that for the college coaches to have this connection with you guys? We like it, uh, obviously. I mean, it, it's all about relationships, and we want to help them as much as we can help them uh, with, with some of the things that they do too. And and I obviously I know some better than others. Um, I don't I don't know all of the coaches really well, but it, I, I do recognize them, and, and I've been able to meet some through our, through our tournaments and – and, uh, you know, I think Iowa, you know, our, our, our athletes right now are very strong. I mean, we have, you know, if you look, if you were at our state softball tournament and saw all the college coaches that attend that, um, it's, it's, uh, our programs are really strong. And, and Iowa girls bring a work ethic uh, that maybe some other states maybe don't have. And I'm probably, I'm, I am biased about that, but uh, I do think it's a, uh, it's a great I was a great place to look for college athletes and student athletes. Personally, I, at least I've noticed in the last seven, eight years, I've been in high school covering high school sports. The girls union has grown significantly. Would you say that? Yeah, I think we have. I mean, our, our, our staff is small. There's, um, but I think we've done a lot of different things, um, especially since Gene Berger came aboard as our executive director. I think that was six years ago. Um, as far as making that, 
kind of getting that brand out there. You know, you, you see the pink, uh, that's, I mean, everywhere. And, and, you know, it's, it's great. People notice us when we're, when we're there, we, we really feel like our strongest asset as a, as an organization is we put on the best state tournaments around. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I firmly believe that and everyone, our staff firmly believes that and they're committed to, uh, to providing fantastic experiences for our, for our high school girls. I mean, although we have a lot of girls that are able to go on to college, uh, college athletics, a lot of them, I would say the majority of them uh, being at a state tournament is the pinnacle of their athletic career. And we realize that, and we want to make sure that, uh, uh, the experience that they put is, is a highlight for them as they go through, as, as they, you know, finish high school and go on to other things in life, that that will always be a long lasting, outstanding memory. Uh, so the girls union, when you guys have, you do all these state tournaments, mm -hmm. uh, you know, do you, do you have a favorite, you know, do you have, uh, you know, all the different facilities and whatnot that you guys go to, is there one that really stands out that you guys put together? Well, I think we're best known for our basketball tournament. Yes. Obviously, it's our, the girls high, Iowa Girls High School Basketball Tournament. State Basketball Tournament is the oldest girls high school tournament in the in the United States. Um, it's been around since 1920. Um, and, you know, back in the heyday of the six-player game in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the 80s, uh, you know, those – those four decades, uh, our state tournament was being televised in nine states, uh, and was a you know being featured on a Wide World of Sports and Sports Illustrated feature stories about the tournament. I mean, it was a it was a big deal, and it still is. It's changed obviously with with since the six player game has gone away, but I think we've kind of built it back. Mm -hmm. to, so it is it is a showcase event for our kids. Um, and uh, but every tournament is has a, has a great deal of, of character to it. I think um, you know I being in charge of softball, I'm I'm you know probably a little biased yep, with that, but yep. that's that's also a unique situation as well. Uh, you know we play that in Fort Dodge. It's been at Fort Dodge for 52 years and at Rogers Park, and it's a unique experience for everyone that goes there because we have the dorm. We're very fortunate to have a good relationship with Iowa Central. Kids get to go there. Teams go there, stay in the dorms, and it's a it's a it's a highlight, um, yeah. and it's a big deal for Fort Dodge. It's probably one of the biggest events for that community uh, for the entire year. So I think, you know, and I think, you know, this year it's going to be kind of fun and interesting with our volleyball this fall. We're moving to Extreme Arena in Coralville, and they're very excited to have us. We're very excited to be going there, uh, and it's a state-of-the-art facility. And, again, we're already thinking, okay, what can we do? To make this event extra special now we've got some some more things uh up our sleeve i guess yeah. uh, for lack of a better word and and uh so really i mean you know, a lot of our venues have been have been around for a long time uh, we've been at kennedy park for cross country for a number of years um you know swimming has been at marshalltown for uh, about 18 years now um uh Track and field obviously is a staple at Drake Drake uh, Drake Stadium, and that that event itself is is I that's the best track and field mm -hmm. uh, meet in the United States, Olympic year or not. It's I, I will I'll, I am very strong believer in that in that as well. So I, I think a lot of our a lot of our events uh, we've got some, we've got great facilities and great people that help us host them, and and uh, we're making good memories for kids there. We'll come back around to a couple more facilities. You talked about six on six basketball. Sure, that was. That's a huge staple in Iowa. You think of girls' basketball, you think of six-on-six six basketball. Um, what year did that depart? That would be... 1993 was the last year. Hubbard Radcliffe was the last state champion. Then we went to... It was one class, uh, and then we went from... After 1993, we went to four classes and and, uh, and the five-player game. Will six-on-six six basketball ever return? <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> we kind of... We talk about... Highly doubtful uh, for lots <laughs> of different reasons, but, you know, I think... Sometimes I think I want, you know, I think it would be a great tool to teach offense and oh, yeah. fundamentals to kids. Um, both, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll say that about both boys and girls. It would be, you know, if that was something you had at a, at a middle school level or if you taught, you know, because you're teaching a half court game, you're learning one court before you have to go full court. I yeah. mean, it, from a teaching ground, it really would make a lot of sense to do that. Uh, would it ever happen? Probably not, but I do think, uh, you know, for those people that love offense, and if you were a six-player, one of the great appeals about six-player basketball was, you know, you know there was, uh, I mean, it was a lot of points. Um, yeah. And uh, so will it come back? Probably not, but uh, there, there'd be some value if it did. Uh, the um, basketball classes, you guys jumped to the big 5A. You know, right. 5A was big a couple right. of years ago. Uh, the boys hadn't done that. The boys then just got 5A in football. The way that classes are getting bigger, 
do you see a six class or do you see maybe an A class like they have in football? You know, you know I, I think that depends on, on, on school growth. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you see big, you know, I do, I would never rule it out. I think we're in a good place right now with yeah. five classes. Now, not everyone would probably agree with that. There are some that <laughs> would say four is better and probably some folks out there that say it would sure be nice if they went to six. Um, you know, I think we're in a good place at five right now. Um, I, I, I think that there has to be quite a bit more growth, um, you know, uh, with, with the schools, um, and more schools obviously as well. And, and, you know, I think, I think, you know, you, hopefully there's not, there hasn't been too many co-ops as far as the big sports. I mean, so, you know, I, I think, I do think you see enrollment shrink a little bit in some, in some places, obviously the Suburbans, the Ankenies and the Waukees are getting, are, have enormous Huge. numbers and, you know, they've, they've now have, both have had a second, second high school. And so you, you, that, for that reason, you can't rule it out. Um, but I think we're in a pretty good place now with five at most of our, with most of our sports. The, uh, you guys added wrestling this past right. year. That was a big, big thing. It kind of had been a couple years. It yep. feels like in the works, Kind of walk us through that process, you know, figuring out, okay, this is how many teams we need. This is where we're going to put it. You know, just kind of explain that whole well, process. it's been kind of a fun process to watch, to watch this kind of develop. Um, you know, obviously a lot of, a lot of people wanted to have it. Um, and we've been monitoring it. Like we monitor a lot of different things as far as, as far as emerging sports and things like that. We keep our eye on, on those things. But, uh, you know, I, we had kind of a, we have a policy in place as far as as far as having you know certain amount of percentage of your membership want, have to commit to it and you know we hadn't had we didn't you know we were ready until what we wanted the schools to be ready too because you don't want to start something if you're going to start something you want to do it right i mean like i said i mean our state tournaments are a big deal to us and so it's not like you want to go in there and say well all you have to do is throw a couple mats out there on the boys during the boys tournament and and you know you go that's not how we do things and so a lot of study involved um we were very fortunate we hired aaron curtley uh from a former ad at panorama last year and uh who has a wrestling background and she's done she did quite a bit of leg work um to get to get us ready to get to the point where we were ready to announce it and once we had the commitment from the schools we you know we we uh, announced it last january at the at the state tournament how was that was, was that cool to do it there it was it was cool to do it yes we had a you know we we knew we were we knew when we were going to do it and and uh, we had we had uh kind of before the grand march of the current of the state tournament we had some some wrestlers and young ladies out there that had signs yep. that said you know, sanctioned 20, 2023, uh, 22, 23. And so that was, that was a neat, it was a neat experience. And, you know, it was neat for me personally, having never been to uh, a, a wrestling event. I'm, I don't have a wrestling background, um, uh, but it was fun to watch and you can really see the intensity and the, and the commitment uh, that these young ladies have towards, towards this sport, just like we see it with all of the other, all of our other sports and, and, you know, once you kind of made that decision and we made that decision and kind of watched everything, kind of how it was, how it was done and, and got some ideas. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of fun things to look forward to. It's going to be a fantastic event. There's 60 schools. Is it roughly how many uh, we've gotten? I would say before, I don't have an uh, easy number right now, but I would say before it's all said and done, factoring in the cooperative sharing agreements and things like that, I think you're going to have. I would not be surprised if there's 120 to 150 schools this year that have somebody that's wrestling. At least one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, they may be in cooperative agreements, so I, that may not go to the actual total number of schools that are actually going to have a team. But I think schools represented girl, with uh, having girls that are wrestling, I think will be a pretty big number. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if our numbers are well over, you know, six to 800 kids before it's all said and done. Is it just one class? It'll Is be that, just one okay. class, uh, no team tournament yep. yet this year. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out and, and uh, baby steps, as always. You know, we're going to learn as much as anybody this year. Uh, as we go through this, but it's an exciting proposition to kind of watch something yeah. grow from the beginning. I was lucky enough to kind of see that a little bit with bowling um, when we when we uh, sanctioned that in 2008, kind of watching that grow. And I think it's bowl or uh, wrestling girls wrestling has kind of taken that same path as far as as far as watching things kind of develop and grow until now we're at the point where you know we're getting ready to have a season this uh, this winter. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. So wrestling and volleyball will be in Iowa City. Correct. Um, uh, let's talk about that move. Uh, volleyball from Cedar Rapids to mm -hmm. Iowa City. I know a couple of people were upset about that. 
explain that move and then what was so I mean besides the brand new arena you know I what kind of brought your guys' attention to Iowa City well I think I mean the I I, I kind of remember what it's called now I it's had several different names in my 25 years um, but the Cedar Rapids Arena yeah, yeah. Um, U.S. Cellular something. yeah I'm always going to call it the U.S. Cellular <laughs> yeah Center. me too <laughs> Cedar Rapids was a fantastic host um, no question it's a great venue I'm going to miss it from the standpoint of of just you know it was a it was a great venue uh, it was not, for the way they did the seating you know you had kind of the Perfect. overhead the audience was above the players and and uh so it's a great facility and you know i iowa city offers us um you know as far as the, the location is is great right off of the interstate um as far as um you know there's lots of hotels nearby close i mean it's really i think you'll see when you get there it's going to be kind of almost like a village uh, it's a hub you know yeah. yeah it's a hub and lots of restaurants around there so there there were lots of different different factors that went into it and and uh it was a very tough decision i know that um but i think there's just a lot of things i mean i think our tournament has evolved to to a little bit uh to the point where this this arena made a lot of sense to go to to go to Coralville and the commitment that they certainly put forward to us uh to making that a, a top-notch facility did the university of iowa did you have to kind of talk with them a little bit are they involved with that arena as much as well they're they're i know their volleyball team plays there i mean our i would say that the majority of our of our and i wasn't privy to a lot of those discussions but uh i think the Coralville and and city of iowa city were more uh and the and the folks that run run extreme arena were more involved with that process than the university of iowa was yeah the wrestling's new uh new thing in basketball this year uh shot clock that'll be huge Kind of talk about that process. I know that was both a boys thing and a girls thing, and you're both going to be dipping in, you know, like a guinea pig style. But uh, give your thoughts around that. You know, are you guys excited for the shot clock? You know, I think it's you know, I think as anything, the game has evolved, yep. uh, and you know, it's getting it's getting better. You know, there are lots of different different theories on and, and opinions on the shot clock. Um, is something our I think the majority of our coaches wanted. So when they want something like that, we're obviously going to take a look into it. The other part of this uh, was uh, the National Federation of uh, of High Schools, uh, the, our governing body as well. You know, they were to the point where they were okay with people experimenting because we have to follow their rules until they adopt it. You know, we have to, we can't do anything until they adopt it. But they have given the okay for for schools to you to to use it now. Um, so those two factors combined, I mean, it made it seem like the time was right. Now, obviously, we have to. We're going with a sport like basketball. Where you have a both boys and girls, you're gonna want. You can't really have one group say, "Hey, we're going to the shot clock," and and group B, you know, boys are saying, "Oh, we are are not going to do it." You have to be on the same page there. So, I, th I think it will be it will be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I think I think the coaches are ready for it. The players will be ready for it. How often it actually comes into play, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think it's gonna. It, it will definitely. I think it'll probably affect the the, the men's game more than the, more than the yeah. women's game. Um, uh, but I also think that, um, you know, I think there's going to be some bumps in the road too. I mean, you, you know, the biggest par part is, you know, how some schools are going to be able to, you know, you have smaller gyms, sometimes smaller gyms with, with, uh, space wise to have somebody put run the shot clock, you know, finding someone that's competent enough to run it. Those will be things. So there'll be probably some growing pains this year in some respects. Um, but I think it's, you know, Typically, I mean, we don't really make changes until unless we think they're good changes. And if it's going to benefit the kids and if it's going to benefit our game, then obviously we want to try it. And and I think it. I think ultimately it'll be a good, it'll be a good move. You talked about rankings in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, rankings are a big topic. The boys are trying to shift to doing their own. Right. Um, so clearly, you guys must have been doing something <laughs> right. Uh, talk about rankings a little bit because they're definitely okay from a personal level. They're great simply because it's just one source, and you know, like that's the source. Uh, kind of talk about how the ranking process goes. Uh, is it just you on a calculator every <laughs> so every? <laughs> oh, you're Wednesday, not far off on actually, every it, Wednesday night and typing. Yeah, it in. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a process, and you know, and and I think the thing to remember, I mean, is kind of the evolution of of, of rankings. We've we've had them in our organization for years. Before me, it was uh, the late great Mike Henderson, our information director, that did that. Before that, and even I think Jack North and the one register. Uh, you know, so it's something that's been around for a long time. And the reason they were there is it, we wanted people to talk about our sports too. And that was a way to get people talking about girls basketball and our volleyball when we had initiated those, when the rankings came up for those and same thing with softball. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a 
PR piece, right? And so we, we that was, that's been around for a long time. Um, as far as we started kind of looking about how we did our pairings and, you know, the philosophy of we want to, you know, kind of judge to see, you know, are we getting the best eight teams there? And so I think we started looking at, at rankings as it kind of evolved a little bit. And, and it kind of did that when I kind of took it over it was okay, here's, here's a baseline of, okay, if, he, if these are the best teams, if these are the top 15 teams in the state, shouldn't we kind of focus our pairings around those? And so it gives us a, a sense of power, you know, gives us a way to look at power, where the power at, where are our, where are the strong teams? And so it gives us kind of a benchmark when we're doing our pairings. Uh, I can say when we do our pairings, it's, it's not some, you know, it's not a computer that's, you know, 6,000 computers that are spitting out different data points. It's, you know, we have a, we have an Iowa map. We put push pins in where every, for every school in <laughs> class 3A. The, the teams that aren't ranked are blue. The teams that are ranked are white and the you know, top eight are white. And then nine through 15 are blue, you know, or, or yellow. And, and we kind of just, from that map, we start pinning, you know, eight different, eight different regions. And it, like I said, it gives us a baseline. Are we right? A hundred percent of the time? Absolutely not. And we never, I mean, but I think we come pretty darn close and it gives, and you know, it's the rankings process. I, I do it. It's um, something I'm, you know, I'll, I'll talk, I talk to people. I read a lot, um, look at different games, look at head to head matchups and things like that. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I get them all right. I mean, cause I don't, I mean, but I think we come pretty darn close, and I think we have, usually have pretty competitive tournaments. Uh, and it's kind of interesting to see how kind of the cream rises up. And, yeah, and so, like I said, it gives us a baseline. I mean, it's, there's, no, there's no coaches involved. Um, there's no committee. It's just it's me. Um, and I'll talk to the sport administrators. I mean, I'll let them be as involved as they want to be, uh, you know, as far as, you know, like – Gary Ross, our basketball administrator. I mean, we, we talk a lot. I mean, and, and he'll, he'll go to a game and say, Hey, I saw this team, you know, they're, they're legit, you know, and, and, you know, I'll, and I'll try to go to ball games too. I don't go to as many as I, as I like to, just because I had I have kids of my own that are competing too. But, uh, uh, it gives us, I, like I said, we want to be as fair as possible, but we also want to have a state tournament where, you know, Hopefully the best teams are getting there. And, and like I said, I don't, I think we come pretty close. Um, you know, I think we've had some situations in the past and when I say past, I'm saying 15, 20 years ago where you had the number one and the number two team playing in a regional final. Yeah. And that's just not right. Even though they are even, you know, and they might, yes, they were yes. maybe 10 miles apart from each other, but let's see. Let's see. That's two teams that could easily be in. Yep. Let's yeah. see how far the rubber, how we can stretch yeah. the rubber bands. Yeah. If they break, we probably need yeah. to redo it. You know, probably got some people going too far. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's a process. It's fun. I admit it. I, I enjoy doing it. Um, but it's also, you know, you want to, it's a lot on you as far as I want to get this right. We want to get this right. And we have found that, that that way seems to work pretty well. Is there a reason it's 15? I've always thought it's a really nice number. I'm like 15 teams. You know, you get your I, top 10. You add a couple. You know. Yeah, I. You know, I was that before your time? Typically, you know, really, it's 15 sounds better than 16 because really, yeah. if you think about it, if you're doing if you're doing matchups, you probably should have you probably should have 16 <laughs> because you have eight. You're, you know, 16, your top yeah. eight is such a big those those top eight are such a big deal because those yeah. are going to be your your probably your top you know your top seeds in each in all eight regions. So having that 16th team would probably be nice, but it just seems 16 seems like a weird number to have. You probably if you're going to go 16, you might as go 20 but 15 seems to work is the preseason usually the hardest the preseason type rankings? it is um you know and i send out a i put a prospectus on our website ask coaches to fill out stuff um you know tell me about your team tell me who you think's really good you know like for volleyball right now i have a lot of i've been getting those been getting those in they've been kind of trickling in here for the last two weeks and and it's for me again that's it's that's fun to kind of read and and get some ideas and insights and i'll talk to some some sports writers that know their te- know their areas really well and read stuff on the internet. So I get a pretty good list ahead of time. And sometimes I'll run it by some folks and say, "Hey, am I totally off base in your area? You got anybody in your you know is it should be considered?" And and uh, so yeah, it, it it's it's a uh, it's a process, but it's a fun process. Has it been any more difficult the last couple of years? We see more kids transferring, and we see more, you know, we see 
conferences switching around like crazy. We're starting to see that more with the Iowa Alliance making their own conference and a couple more changes in the WAMAC and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. You know, has that has that made a difference? Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think you have to, from a from a ranking standpoint, obviously the Alliance Conference will be, that's going to be really interesting to see, yeah. you know, and I, I, first of all, I think it's a great idea. I'm very much, I think that is a conference that um, kind of needs to be, you know, um, and it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of shakes out. But again, you're going to have to look at some things and um, like anything, you know, when you're from a rankings and power standpoint, you want to see who's playing who. And, and, and obviously, you know, I think the Alliance conference, uh, you'll have some teams with some good records that you're going to have to take a hard look at to kind of determine how, you know, like any team really, I mean, how, how good they are, how good, you know, how's the competition and, and kind of make decisions based on that. The you talked about earlier the state tournament experience. You guys pride yourselves on having that state tournament experience. Kind of d- dive in a little bit more on that. I know you guys. The coaches' corner is always great. Everywhere you go, even at softball, there will be a little little place underneath that you guys do that. Personally, I was very surprised at the state tournament or state softball tournament. Just everything that there was to offer. Explain how that's kind of grown because when you guys even go to basketball, those whole sides are taken up with you know lounges and everything else. Like you know what. What are you guys striving for when you're hosting the state tournament? Well, events? I think we want to. I think we want to. Obviously, we want to make it an event. I mean, we want to. It's a big deal. In our eyes, it's a big deal. We want everyone else to think it's a big deal too. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of a. You know, it's almost like a end of the year celebration. You know how teams. You know, when your year is over, you you have a big banquet and things like that. I mean, this is our the state tournament is our banquet. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, it's this is our celebration for a great year. And and uh, so I think that plays into it. And we just, I mean, I think we want everyone to have a good experience there. I mean, you know, where we have people walk in, you see the banners, you see the pink, you see, you know, all of our all of our people are running around in pink shoes, and and so you know, it's it's a great way for you know people to see. Okay, well, we need to talk to the guy in the pink <laughs> shoes. You know, I mean, you know, you're going to probably get talk to someone from the athletic union. But it, what has really been fun with this whole process is how many people buy in with it. I mean, you know, you have. Paul Yeager does his uh, does our pink blue fort. Yeah, he's got that pink pink coat on it. Yep. It's, 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 when, they, when they're doing the finals at Iowa Public Television, who does a fantastic job for us, you know. And pretty soon, you got coaches that are coaching on the sidelines that they got a pink tie on. You know, that was and, me broadcasting yeah. games. I'm well, like, yeah. I got I, mean, I got to wear pink. I got to go to the yep, state tournament. Exactly. Yeah. So it from that aspect, it's been fun. You know, you're buying into it. I mean, I wish I could tell you how many people. Um, I bet we have sold more shoes, more pink shoes uh, than any outfit around. I mean, <laughs> Iowa or anywhere else, because we'll all of us are running around in our pink shoes, and they're asking us, "Where did you get those? Those are really cool." You know, <laughs> girls and boys. One of my favorite things, I think it's been recent, is you guys the cutting down of the nets yep. at the state basketball tournament. You guys now have a separate net set up. Yeah, how did winners, that kind of come the about? The winter circle. Yeah, right? yeah. Is that just, recent? Is that? Um, I, I think we've had it for about three years now. Yeah, I was gonna say and it has been. Again, it's just something different. Um, you know, I think, you know, that, that's something we try to do every year too. Is like, okay, what? Okay, we've done, we've done this, we've done this, <laughs> we've done this. What can we do next? Yeah. And which again, I mean, it's something that one for as a staff, it keeps us motivated to try something different. And and you know, we don't want to be stagnant. We don't want to have you know the same thing every every year. We want to you know. There are certain things that obviously really work um, that you want to keep. Um, you want you want to keep that that those pink you know yep. pink sparkles. I think yep. is what Gene calls them. Uh, uh, you want to keep some of that and and keep what works. But again, you also want to try to keep. It keeps us motivated as a staff too to try to find new things. And Winter Circle was obviously one that's been a really neat thing. We implemented that in in. Uh, uh, some form of it in volleyball we've implemented it, some form of it in in, in softball um, where they a place for everyone to go and celebrate yep you know um, and I think people like it I mean it's again that's what we want we want people to come out of that and saying that was a memory that we will have forever and you know because I think one thing we've learned having a tournament that's been around for 100 years is you kind of see back and see, you know, you talk to some folks that played six-on-six basketball in the 1950s, you know, and 60s or grew up with it. My, my, my dad um, grew up in Rhinebeck, and he was, he was a teenager um, in 1951 or 52. I can't remember which year it is when Rhinebeck won state tournament. Well, it was 
1951, it was that that sport was tele the championship game was televised when Rhinebeck won it, and he has great memories of people coming over to his house. And back then, 1951, there weren't a whole lot of people that had television sets out there at that time. So he was one. Of, you know, he had a bunch of they had a ton of people over at their house watching the 1951 state championship <laughs> game. He talks about that, and and you go back and you get stuff from. You know, you hear from some folks, you know, hey, I've, you know, I've, I've got these programs that my mom had or, you know, there's there's a ton of love for athletics in Iowa because we've been around longer than everyone else. And it's really fitting, you know, it's been, it's especially poignant right now because, you know, this is 1972 is the first year of Title IX um, and Title IX when it hit Iowa, it, it wasn't like an earth shattering moment, which were different from every other state in the country because we were, we had we had, I think, five or six sports that were taking place at that time. So it was not a big deal. It was not because the girls didn't uh, – all of our girls had opportunities, to, especially in the rural communities, not necessarily in the, in the metro, metropolitan schools. They, they actually started athletics at that time in Iowa. But for the rural schools, I mean, we had 400 schools that had high school athletics in 1972. I mean, it wasn't a big deal when it, happened, when it passed here. So – You've had the tough job. I always find it fascinating. I just had to ask. You give out the trophies at the end of the state tournament. Um, you have the joys of when a team wins, and you have the downs of when you have to hand it to a team that has unfortunately lost. Uh, I guess kind of explain that. You've done that for so many years, it feels like. You know, just you know, explain that. You Because know, it's so many different emotions You know, of that trophy, which the trophies – are amazing. I think yep, the tro- yep. I love that they're all the same. I love that, you know, the plaques have the great. Just kind of explain that what that's been like over the years. Well, I think, you know, um, Lisa Brinkmeyer in our office always says it best. He, you know, we you have, people cry whether you win or you lose. I mean, someone's got, you know, people cry and and that's, you know, that's that's all part of the celebration, you know. And and it's a it's a neat thing to watch teams get it. I mean, that's something our board we always try to have our board of directors do for for most of our tournaments. We'll hand out those trophies, and it's and it's kind of a fun thing for them, especially if they're actually the school is one of those one of those teams involved. That's even a extra special moment for them as well. And it's just I think that's all kind of the I mean the greatness of that is that is girls sports in Iowa, um, and that is you know that there is a lot of I mean it, it's a big deal. For your to win a championship for your town and and you know, it's it's you know it is a community effort in a lot of ways especially when you get into the smaller schools and and you know you're you're rejoicing for not only yeah. yourself but you're you're it's a it's you're, it's a celebration for your community and that that makes it that makes it extra special can you talk about lisa a little bit just about what she's meant to you guys here at the girls union. Sure. Um, obviously she's been going through a lot, um, but the Brinks bench, you know, that's a great thing that she's been doing. Uh, you know, just kind of talk about what she's meant to you guys here at the union. Well, I think the biggest thing with, when you talk about Lisa is, you know, we have this phrase we call the Iowa girl mm-hmm. and no one embodies that model more than she does. I mean, she is, I mean, from a small town community, Hubbard Radcliffe played on that last 1993 six player team. You know, I was fortunate enough that I was working at Drake when she was playing there. So I've known her for going on 28 years. She's a, I mean, obviously a dear friend of mine too. And so, you know, it's heartbreaking to see what she's going through. Um, She's got a great support. I know that. And, and she is, I mean, she will, if anybody, I mean, she's a fighter and, uh, you know, I think she'll, I mean, I, I really, I'm, you know, our office pray, you know, we pray every day for her and, um, you know, we just, I, if anybody can do it, I mean, Lisa's a one of a kind individual. Yeah. If you've ever been around her, she's one of those people that makes you feel good all the time. And, you know, now, I mean, she's, she has made a lot of people feel good. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice that we're trying to do that for her, trying to make her make her feel good now. And, and, uh, you know, we just, I mean, she will fight as hard as she can fight. The Iowa girl slogan has been huge. Has that been here long? The The, Iowa uh, girl? Yeah. You know, yeah, I would say so because I mean, I I think we've maybe made it more pronounced the last five to six years. I've heard it like the PA announcer, once an Iowa girl, always an Iowa girl. Right. And, and, you know, but that comes from, that comes from our, um, Dr. Ewan Cooley, uh, the executive director who really, I mean, took this organization and made it what it is. Um, you know, we're all kind of caretakers for, for what he put together when he, when he took office in 19, 
54, I think it was, and was our executive director till 2002 when he retired. I mean, he had, I mean, he, his mission and goal as being the leader of the IGHSAU was he wanted, in his, in his words, wanted the Iowa girl to stand just as tall as, as the male counterpart. And he's really done that. And I think, you know, and he had a, you know, he would use that phrase, you know, I want the Iowa girl to stand tall. And, you know, we've kind of run with that. And it, it, and I think we've we've tried to we've tried to emulate what he's tried to what he's set up for us. We've tried to take it take it to another level from the standpoint of celebrating everything that that the Iowa girl stands for. You know, the integrity, the athletic ability, the you know the academics, the well-rounded individual, um, the Lisa Brinkmeyers. Yeah, I mean that's that's who we've tried to model our our, our uh, slogan after, I guess. The social media side for you guys has grown significantly in this past year. You had interns on this summer, uh, yeah. which they had their own like Iowa Girl minutes or something that they would post. What's that been like working with them? Both of them former athletes here for the girls or in the state. Yep. Oh, our, our interns this past summer: um, Lauren Defoe, uh, formerly from Center Point Urbana, and Elise Bolton from Montezuma. Um, did a fabulous job for us. Um, you know, Lauren's been with us, had been with us the last two years. Um, at least this was Elisa's first summer. Sounds like she'll be coming back, um, and helping out some more, which will be fantastic. But, you know, it is, you learn a lot from someone that, <laughs> from people that young too. Yeah. Um, one, you learn how old you really are for, <laughs> for starters. I mean, at least from my standpoint, uh, but I think too, um, you know, you, you're, you're seeing the Iowa girl in action, you know, and, and they've done a fabulous job for us. They were a ton of fun too, and worked really hard. Um, and you know, it's nice to have, you know, uh, social media, you're right, is an emerging thing. That's what the, you know, that's what people use and, and I'm on it all the time. And, but I'm also, you know, I'm 52 and (laughs) I'm not a, I I am more of a Twitter guy than I am a, than I am a TikTok or a Snapchat or, mm-hmm. or uh, Instagram. So those those sometimes we have those kids fill the ga- fill in the gaps for us, and we're really fortunate. We have uh, student groups from Apex uh, Apex programs in Waukee that have helped us out in the past too, and and even our student ath- athlete uh, activity council. Um, uh, which are, consists of, of a bunch of, I think there's like 12, 12 girls from, from across Iowa that are part of that group for us. I mean, they even at tournaments, sometimes they'll come and help us out with that as well. So, I mean, they know, they, they, uh, we give them a few ground rules and, and they, and they just, we let them run with it and they do a fabulous job. I mean, a lot, a lot more creative than this old guy could be. That's for sure. Uh, you guys are growing so much. I mean, growing every single day, uh, you know what's what's in the future is there some stuff that is on the horizon that could be coming soon obviously wrestling you just add that so right. i can't really ask if any new sports are also on the horizon but you know what's what's up next for you guys well i think you know i think there's a lot of different things out there obviously you know we, we kind of keep our our ear to the ground for emerging sports i mean we we've, we've we're obviously running with rest with girls wrestling this year but there's a lot of things out there we find you know there's a lot of people participating in archery the trap shooting lacrosse i mean different things like that so i mean i think we want to pay attention to that i mean heck even esports is a big deal now yeah. i mean yep. i don't know where we stand on that but again there are different activities out there that uh that that, that we want to pay attention to at least keep our eye on it you know and big thing i mean you know i think there's other things out there uh you know there's there's women's health there's there's mental health out there you know um we've done some initiatives with concussions the last few years and you know i think you, as we learn more and more again our um our sac committee uh you know they kind of keep us abreast of some things that are important to them and and you know those are things that we we want to possibly help with and so there's i think there's a lot of things out there um you know whether whether it's you know and the other part too is you know we're not too far away from having a 100th anniversary our uh, the girls athletic union was formed in 1926 so uh, i mean we're it's that's coming around the horizon of the year for you so (laughs) you know be a great year yeah so that those are things that you know we kind of are starting to think about Mm. and and you know i we've got a great staff uh that have a lot of big ideas and that's good um so I think there's a lot of different things that are out there. Um, you know, it's just a matter of trying to figure out what we what we want to do next. How gratifying is it when you see these girls graduate and go on and do amazing things, and then some of them come back? I think of Ellie Ruffridge for a big example. Right. Was 
in my opinion, was the big Iowa girl. You right, know, really right. symbolized that and what she did for her team and Pocahontas and everything else. She's coming back to Iowa. She's going to teach in Iowa. You know, like, what does that mean for you guys to see Caitlin Clark go off to uh, Iowa and become this big superstar who still has so much down the line? You it's, know, what? It's really amazing. I mean, and I think seeing those type of kids do really well. I mean, it's something we've seen, you know, maybe internally and, and externally for years and years. I mean, having these having these fabulous uh student athletes do so well and then come back and continue to do great things, whether that's as a teacher or as a coach, um, you know, things like that. Uh, it, you know, Ellie coming back to Iowa after having an outstanding career at Southwest Missouri, or I'm sorry, Missouri, Missouri State, State, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think those are all, I mean, just really great accomplishments. And, and, you know, even you think about those that don't necessarily have athletics you know, in their future that have gone on to do great things. I mean, that, you know, I think, I think there's so many things you learn being part of a, part of a team and, you know, athletics, you know, there's the highs and lows of, of activities, uh, success, failures, and learning how to deal with that. And Iowa has always been extra special when it comes to, you know, I think we, I think our kids are, are very versatile, whether it's, you know, you're coming from a rural community or whether you're coming from a, uh, a big city where there's lots of things out there that you can do. And uh, so I think our, our kids are really well-rounded. And how many, I swear, like half the state coaches are former players. Like, it just feels like, you know, they're, we're starting to see more. Just I played here and I'm back. Yep, it is. It is fun to see. You know, that that's always kind of fun for me when I see, you know, a, a hire. You know, someone. That, oh gosh. Okay. Well, that's. that's and then you really feel cool. old. Yeah. You all definitely that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm down to the point where you know I've I see kids that have you know when I first started in '97, kind of paying attention to everything that are having that they have kids that are in high school now, and it's like okay, that's second generation. That's that's a. Uh, it's I'm getting up there now, <laughs> so but it's still fun to see. I mean that that stuff is really neat to see. I mean kids that you watched you know 25 years ago that now their kids are doing the same thing and doing doing fantastic things as well. So we're we're less than we're close. We're so close to the school year uh, 2022 2023. Have any expectations for this year? Obviously basketball is the big thing that'll be talking but this is a big year for you guys you guys are going new places right basketball. right yeah that's yeah i think there's yeah we are definitely hitting the ground running uh for 22 23 um and you know we, we'll start seeing you know i'm actually before you guys got here i was working on looking at vol reading volleyball yeah. prospectuses yep. getting ready for those rankings i'll put those out probably on monday preseason rankings for volleyball um yeah it is a big year uh I think from the standpoint of we've got a lot of new things, we have some new people uh, as well. Um, and, you know, I think getting things how we want them and how we want them to, to kind of, to kind of play out, I mean, is always a, always a big thing. And, and obviously, you know, the, the wrestling this year and, and the new arena, you know, the things that go along with, with new venues and, and, you know, what you, maybe you've done something the same way and or in the same place for, 30 some odd years now you've got to find a new place to put it and where's the best place to put things there's a lot of different different things but uh you know i i think you know ultimately i mean the you know the things that we worry about no one probably even notices you yeah. know but yeah. uh and that's okay that's what you that's what you want but uh um it'll be fun to put together it's only i mean you know i I like coming to work every day <laughs> and I think most of us here do. So, um, it's, you know, anytime you start a new year, there's lots of expectations and lots of, uh, lots of things to be hopeful for and, and, uh, look forward to. Did you have, as we close the book on, or we have closed the book on the last school year, did you have any favorite storylines or anything that just kind of went through <sighs> with girls sports that really stuck out to you? That was one of your favorites. You know, I, I'm trying to really think, I mean, it kind of all fly by so fast yeah, and you yeah. kind of go from one to the, you know, it's like, well, okay. so softball straight off. I mean, just only a oh, couple well, twin seaters. Yeah. I mean, twin twin seaters. I mean, I, I will tell you that. I mean, you know, I, they were an unranked softball team at the beginning of the year. Um, my bad. Um, but I don't think anybody, <laughs> hey, that's just, anybody that's saw that bad. coming, but you saw them play that first game and like, Oh, this, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> and so it was fun to see the enthusiasm. Anytime you have, you know, I think you have a, anytime a team that has not been there before i mean yeah. it had been i think 1978 they had made it i think but uh hadn't you know anything in the modern era of of, of iowa high school sports 
they were they were so fun to watch. They were so they just I mean that was a team that looked like they were just having a blast wow. too. Yeah. I mean, and that's even more fun to watch. We I stayed mean, in their hotel when we were there, so we so they did. They were having time, a fun right? time. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But it those those are the stories that are kind of fun to see. You know, I mean, whereas someone that doesn't necessarily get to experience success on a regular basis, you know, I I think there's you're you're you can't help but be excited for them when you oh, have something absolutely. like that happen and so that was from softball that was a particularly fun thing for me to watch and i mean it seems like soccer went well weather-wise you didn't really have any soccer you had to compete with having the boys the same week but uh touch on that real quick the whole you know being that same week having to share the same facilities sure. i i think some people might listen to this and think there's a complete – the boy side just doesn't get along with the girl side and whatnot. Just, I guess, kind of explain – do you work together on some things? Is sure. there something – Yeah, you know, we just do. Kind we of do. Ex- it's a very collaborative effort, and we do get along with them <laughs> very well, actually. Um, so I think, you know, like the softball thing. I mean, this, again, a, a topic of working well together. Um, you know, as you know, we, we have the family week that we've initiated. The last, this is the second year for that. We have the last week of – of July where no activities take place whatsoever. And it's turned out to be a very popular thing, but in order to get to that week, we had to do some adjustments um, with our schedules and and it really affected every sport, just kind of juggling different things. And one of the things that we did juggle was, was soft, was soccer and putting that starting our seasons on the same week prior to that, we would, uh, we would, the boys would be finished a week uh, or soccer would be finished on the boys side a week earlier than the girls. So we moved up and moved up our start time and so it really worked out pretty well i mean you know and obviously the mvp of the soccer tournament is weather because if you if you do run into weather then you do have to kind of figure out do some maneuvering and some switching around and and things like that but we worked it it worked out really well um we didn't we played on one one day. They would play on the next. We would play our semifinals. They would they would play their semifinals. That and then the next year we'll flip. This coming year we'll flip it where we'll play our semifinals on Friday and then have our finals on Saturday. And again, not it will it will work out fine, yeah. you know. And we'll switch fields too. And I mean. It, it's a very collaborative effort. Um, it's, it's certainly not a competition um, between the two organizations. Um, they're friends of ours, um, and there are a lot of things that we do work together well on and have to work together on. I mean, we're yeah. we're basically running the same, the same. You know, we have we're both working off of the Iowa Code, so you know our eligibility issues and things like that, and things that come up with rules and laws. Uh, you know, we're our jobs are to enforce what's on the Iowa Code, um, so we all have to be on the same page there yeah. too, and so. It, um, it's certainly not a competition. I I came up in my mind because I'm thinking weather and stuff. I don't think it snowed this year at State Cross Country, unlike it has in recent years. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, and golf. Uh, I don't know how much you work with golf, if at all. Golf had the big thing this year where the holes, the oh. last 18 holes, and the famous hole that you know you'd yeah. hit it. Uh, do you think that changes? You know, you guys say you listen to the coaches, you listen right, to everything else. Right. Do you see that changing, or is that just a small, hey, we learn from it? Exactly. That's what you do. You learn from it. Um, and, you know, that was really kind of one of those things that was sort of out of out of our control. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't place the holes and, or tell anybody where to place the holes. And, I mean, it was, an, it was unfortunate I mean, because you don't want that. I mean, obviously, like I said, our goal tough, is to have yeah. experience, girls to experience. I mean, we want the state tournament to be a highlight, not not – be something that's traumatic like you know, <laughs> that kind of sort of turned out to be but no it those are things we learn from uh, and and uh you know mistakes are okay you learn from them sometimes and and uh, it's just you know they don't become problems unless you repeat them right <laughs> so uh i don't think that one will be repeated so <laughs> i think you, we'll be okay so you guys are pretty much set would you say for this upcoming fall season um well, we don't have fall golf. We don't have fall golf. Yeah, so, oh, so you don't oh, have okay, fall okay, golf. Okay, right. uh, but so you have volleyball, yep. and then we are ready to roll. We have volleyball. We have swimming and diving, and then we we have um, we have cross country. And the cross country is a joint effort too. Yeah. So with the boys, and that's you know I you again talk about collaboration. I mean the state track meet is is just I mean I think many people would tell you that is that is their favorite event yeah. that we put on, and and that is totally a collaborative effort. Yeah. And and a very successful one. And I think swimming and diving are just becoming more popular. I don't know. I've just felt like in the last – every sport, I think, is gaining popularity. But swimming and diving, even bowling. You know, bowling last year, I oh, found myself – amazing. I found myself watching or trying to keep more up with bowling. And it's just 
you know, because you guys bowl. Where did? Where's the bowling? Time? Well, we have two. This past year, we did two different things. Um, we had. A, we went from just a single tournament to basically two. We had an individual and a team, team tournament, yep. and, which was different, uh, and that's a co-ed event as well. And we had the, so we had uh, we used Waterloo's uh, Cadillac lanes for the team tournaments, and then we used Maple lanes for the individual. And uh, both events, I tell you, bowling. Everyone should go to a bowling meet <laughs> and go to our state bowling meet, especially because you will not. It is you know what you have for uh, ideas for how you want uh, how you want your tournaments to, to turn out. As far as in terms of sportsmanship, enthusiasm, excitement, I you're you're t- it's tough to top bowling. Um, just that is a pure event where the kids will cheer each other on from opposite teams. I mean, obviously they're trying to win a state championship, but they also have a lot of support in, uh, for one another. It's it's a fantastic meet, um, and uh, it, it worked out. Re- it works out really well. We're very fortunate to have two great facilities in waterloo maple and cadillac uh, lanes there so and as helps. swimming and diving get a little bit bigger could you see marshalltown the ymca is great uh do you see a possible change of venue you see all these high schools in des moines unbelievable swimming right venues. right you right. really have a lot to choose from yep they're exactly i mean you've got some new pools i know Wa- uh, Waukee's building a new facility ames has got a brand new high school pool that i think opens this year or this fall too which is exciting and there's lots of different things i mean obviously we take a look at it marshalltown is a tremendous home for us uh um the people that we work with at the ymca are are top notch second to none um just the best people to work with and obviously when you have good people that do some a lot of intangible things that people don't know about um you know that that those are people you want to you want to hit your wagon to you know so but again like with anything else um we look at things when it's yeah. time to look at them um, we're under contract right now with, with marshalltown so so uh we're in a good place with them with state volleyball uh will you guys be able to do the two courts again yes on the, yep okay. we'll do the two courts for first round and second round and then then we'll push them together mm-hmm. uh, have them have one big one for the fi- for the friday final or thursday finals it's weird because it's not just volleyball in there but they play hockey in there uh, mm-hmm. in some parts i'm more excited like you said the coralville landy that whole area the, the hotels are right there it's all just it's a, it will be a village it will yeah. be a volleyball village it'll be a rest girls wrestling village yeah. i saw it last year when we had the girls tournament there watching the girls yeah. tournament just going there to watch i mean it is i mean they kind of have the run of the place and that's mm-hmm. that's really really exciting there's lots of different things that you can kind of have fun with and and think about doing with i mean lots of things to market there yeah yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. That Absolutely. Is for sure. um, well, Jason, we appreciate you sitting down with us. Um, oh, I enjoyed it too. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's been awesome to learn more. We hope you have a great 2022-23 school year. There's a lot of new coming for you guys, and we hope it all works out. And you guys have a good school well, year. Well, I appreciate all you guys at CISN do for us too. I mean, we get so many great compliments on on the streams that you guys have provided to us for all all our tournaments and and. Uh, um, it's very appreciated by our staff for sure. We we love doing it. We're excited Good. to be there for wrestling. It's it. it's going to be we're going to all be learning together this Absolutely. upcoming year. Absolutely. Uh, well, Jason, thanks for your time. You bet. Thank you guys. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML, providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV for even more local sports content. CISN TV, the home for live local sports.